Well, hey there. Welcome to another episode of Strong and Sculpted, the podcast by me, Kim Constable, otherwise known as the Sculpted Vegan, about all things strong and all things sculpted. And this week, I wasn't really sure what kind of content that I was going to give you guys. I have so many ideas for really epic podcasts, and I just haven't had any time to record them, if truth be told. But I just did the most insanely good Q&A inside of the four-week shred group. And I know that many of you are interested in the four-week shred or maybe have purchased the four-week shred and can't always make the Q&As live. But the questions that I answered um, weren't just about the four-week shred. They were just about life in general and also about how we feel that we need to beat ourselves up all the time in order to um, achieve our goals. The first question was by a member who um, who felt that she wasn't working hard enough in the four-week shred and she was worried if she was actually going to get good results. And I loved answering this question because really it gave me a chance to dive deep into the fact that we really feel that if we're not killing ourselves, we're not working hard enough and we're not getting results. And I am all about, you know, self-love, about work working really, really hard, but also about nourishing yourself in the process and about really breaking down why we even have this as a postulate, why we even believe that we need to kill ourselves or we need to beat ourselves up in order to get results. So, you know, that was one of the first questions that was answered, as well as some really good um, data about refeed meals, about what is a refeed meal, why it's important, why it's important to really eat a lot on refeed day, why we feel guilty whenever we eat and how to overcome that, and, and also lots of other good stuff in there as well. So um, I wanted to release this as a podcast episode because I think that the Q&As are useful to give you a really good, um, you know, dive deep into the nitty gritty of what it actually takes to sculpt and shred like an athlete. So I hope that you enjoy this episode. And don't forget, if you leave a review on iTunes every single month, we choose a winner from the reviews that are left to win an epic program. It could be the $1,500 Sculpt and Shred. It could be one of our other programs, whatever it is that you fancy for yourself. Um, the best way to get one of our programs for free is simply to leave a review on iTunes and then send us a DM on Instagram, you know, a screenshot of your review, um, which just helps us to know that it's there. But we will go in and choose from the reviews every single month. And this month, the winner could be you. So I'm going to leave you with the Q&A now and I will talk to you again at the end. So Priya Orth has the first question. I know Priya is here as well. She says, hi, Kim. Gotta be honest, I'm a little worried that I'm not suffering enough. Don't get me wrong, this is hard. Two cardios a day plus lifting and prepping meals is never easy. But I'm not that hungry as the food is yummy and plentiful. Should I be hungrier? For reference, if it matters, I'm five foot one and 110 pounds. So this is such a great question, and I'm really glad that you um, that you asked it first and that we're starting with this because. So here's what I have learned from creating four-week shreds and 12-week shreds and 18-month programs and nutrition programs and posing programs and everything that we have created in the Sculpted Vegan over the last three years, which is a lot. So I have learned that you don't need to suffer unnecessarily in order to achieve your goals. Now, I know that for some people who have, some people have a higher tolerance level than other people. So I tend to have a very, very high tolerance level. I have a high pain threshold. I have a high tolerance level built up through years and years and years of working hard and working consistently hard and always putting myself in hard situations. So I generally tend to find things easier than some people. So there's there's two things that I would say. So first of all is that 
Um, so right here, let me give you an example. Ryan and I were driving to the gym this morning and at 6am, as I was saying, I dragged his story ass to the gym. We're driving at 6am. It was um, zero degrees outside. There was a heavy frost on the car. We left the house at about, um, we left the house at, like just before, I think it was about 6.20 we left the house and it was pitch black because it is here in Belfast. It was absolutely freezing. There was no, no, there were no cars on the road and we pulled up to traffic lights about two minutes from our house and there was a guy running, okay, and he was wearing shorts and a long sleeve running top and I, I noticed the shorts because it was only zero degrees outside. Um, I don't know what that is in Fahrenheit, but it was zero Celsius, which is which is freezing, which is the temperature that water freezes at. So whatever that is in Fahrenheit, that's, that's what it was. And so he was running and he was going at a fair pace. He was... Like he was running quite, you know, quite briskly. And I said to Ryan, Oh my God, like that is commitment. And he said, What? And I said, Out running like at 6 20 on a Monday morning. Like that guy's like, you know, picking up some pace. He's barely running. And he said, Yeah, yeah, it really is. And then I was driving and I thought, well, hang on a second. It's 6 20 on a Monday morning and it's freezing. And yes, I'm driving in a car, but Ryan and I are heading to the gym to train our asses off at 6.20 on a Monday morning. So kind of, you know, what makes, you know, what he's doing any harder than what we're doing? Like, and so what I realized is, you know, in that moment, this is how my brain works. It just goes into overdrive all the time. And what I realized in that moment was, you know, what we, what I find hard, somebody else might find like super easy. And what I find super easy, somebody else might find super hard. So Ryan and I were driving to the gym. And if we were talking to that guy, you know, we and if we were having a conversation and we may have said, Oh yeah, we're we're on our way to train chest and triceps and we're gonna lift a failure, we're really gonna struggle, we're gonna, you know, we've had to describe what we were gonna do. He may have said, Oh my God, like that is crazy. Like imagine getting up on a Monday morning at six AM and heading to the gym to lift weights at like six AM. Like I'm hardly even awake at that time. You know, so he may have had a completely different perception of what was hard. So what was hard for me would have been getting up and running in the morning because I detest running and I detest running in the cold and the dark. But for him, that might have been his happy place. He might have woken up and thought, oh, this is hard to get out of bed. But you know what? It's what he knows. It's what he does. So, it, you know, so it's slightly easier. So I think that some people entering into this shred may find, you know, may find it a real struggle. Some people, you know, who haven't been eating very much food, I noticed in the group, there's a lot of people, and don't, don't think that I, because I'm not answering constantly, guys, that I'm not in here. I spend one to two hours every single day in all of my Facebook groups reading all your posts. So I always say to people, don't think that because I'm not present or I'm not constantly answering that I'm, I'm not watching. I am. I notice everything that goes on in my company. So, you know, I've noticed that some people are entering the shred and they have like, you know, they're, they're coming in from a mindset of, you know, of, of under eating. So they'd be maybe eating like a thousand or 1200 calories a day and they're struggling with the amount of food and they're saying, oh my God, like I can't, you know, I can't eat all this food. It's so much food. And then there's other people are writing on their posts and going, you crazy ass bitch. This is not a lot of food. I'm starving all the time. Like, how can you even say that this is a lot of food? So they're coming at it from a completely different perspective, which is I've been eating a lot more than I probably should have, which is why I'm bigger than I probably should be. And this is like, this is like a starvation diet for me. Like they look at this plate of food and it's literally like looking at a lettuce leaf and thinking that this is their dinner. So, you know, but so it just depends on what your perspective is. For some people, eating all the food is hard. For some people, eating all the food is is hard from a different way. But, you know, it's it's hard for some people Eating the food is hard for some people because they're eating less than they're used to. Eating the, the food is hard for other people because they're eating more than they're used to. So I think it really just depends on what your starting point is. You know, it, it really, for some people, you know, they may be listening to you and going, 
Who are you? I mean, are you even human? Like, what do you mean you're not suffering enough? Like, are you crazy? I'm exhausted. Every muscle in my body hurts. I'm starving all the time. I'm like a woman with permanent PMT. My family hate me. And really, I wake up every morning just wanting to die. Um, Priya, I, you should leave the group now. And we, we hate you because you're finding this cheesy, you know? And then there may be other people like, yeah, yeah, yeah I'm feeling that. I'm not suffering enough. Like, you know, there's been people in the group posting saying, you know, like, you know, can I add in some extra cardio or can I add in some like, you know, why can we not do hip workouts? And I'm like, seriously, you not, you not, do you not think you're working hard enough? But it's because their tolerance level, their pain threshold, it's so much higher than other people's that, that they just don't feel that they're working hard enough. The other thing, and this is just me giving you a general, a general view. So the other, the other side of it is that we have this mindset, right? In life in general. That if we are not suffering, that we're not getting results. We believe that that if we're not if we're not suffering, if we're not you know absolutely dying every day, that it that it mustn't be working. Especially when it comes to weight loss. Now, Priya, I know that you're an experienced lifter. I think you're a personal trainer, um, and so I know that you have a lot of experience, you know, in the industry. Um, and so that what I'm saying may not be completely applicable to you, but there is this mindset, and this is what I've realized over the years, and I used to have it as well, that if you're not suffering, then you're you're not getting results. We we think that, you know, this this clawing hunger, like this gnawing hunger in our belly has to be present in order for us to lose weight. And I think it honestly comes from like a self-flagellation um point of view, or like like we it's it's hard to describe, but you know, we do have this mindset that suffering equals results, especially when it comes to changing your body composition. And I have a lot of beliefs about where this comes from. And I think that, you know, in our society, there's, you know, a lot of us inherently, whether we know it or not, are brought up to believe that we are either good or bad, right? And there's a lot of fat shaming goes on in our society. And so we 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 look in the mirror and we we, we have this feeling of abhorrence, right? We look at our bodies and we have this, this feeling of absolute abhorrence and we're like, oh, I hate the way I look, right? And because we, because we hate the way we look, we want to punish ourselves. It's like, it's like if, you, if you see your child doing something, so say you see your child hit another child, right? So you see your child lash out and hit another child. And if you're not a violent person, you see your child hitting another child, you're going to be like, oh, oh my God, you know, like you're going to be like, no, you should never do that. And you want to punish your child for, for hitting another child because that's, that, that's not a good way to be, right? Or if you're a kind of parent who can be like, understand children are children, they don't understand what they're doing, whatever, you may see a child hit another child. You may say, okay, we need to, we need to stop this. And you won't react. You'll react with love. You'll, re- you'll take the child. You'll figure out what the need was that caused them to lash out in the first place. You'll discuss it with the child. You'll nurture the child through. You'll, you'll teach, you'll maybe give them consequences of if this happens again, then this thing, bad thing will happen over here because that's not how we want to be. But it's not from a reactive place. It's from a proactive place. So and what I realized personally in my own journey through bodybuilding is Whenever I, years ago, I used to, um, I used to beat myself up so badly. I, I, my, my wanting to lose body fat and to look a certain way and sculpt a certain body didn't come from a place. It wasn't a, a toward, it was an away from. I'm actually going to record a whole podcast episode on this. I actually have it written down to record a podcast because I think it's something really 
um, really important that we need to address. So a lot of us don't do what we're doing, don't shred, don't um, don't embark on a, on a bodybuilding journey or on a body transformation journey because we are moving toward something, i.e. we're moving toward um, better health, better fitness. We're moving toward building self-esteem, building self-confidence. We're not looking at this, this shredded body and saying, when, you know, oh, right, I'm, I'm moving towards that body because I realize it's going to build me as a person. I'm going to build character. My body is going to be healthier and stronger. My joints are going to be better. My, you know, many of us aren't moving towards it as a, as a toward. Many of us are moving away from something that we don't like, which is still a good motivator. It's better to do the right thing for the wrong reason. But the problem is because we, so sometimes we look in the mirror and we go, I hate what I see. I'm ashamed of my body. I'm ashamed of my thighs. I'm ashamed of my cellulite. I hate the person that I have become. And, and so therefore we, or, or not only that, but we're triggered by feelings, uh, you know, from our childhood that come up. Maybe we were fat shamed by our parents. Maybe our parents fat shamed other people. Maybe we were made fun of in school because we were overweight. So we're, we're trying to get away from, we're trying to get away from this bad feeling. So we're moving away from something. And it, it, it re- what I've realized over the years is whenever you are designing programs as I used to do, and it's moving away from something, I used to look in the mirror and, and not hate what I saw, but be constantly critical of what I saw. You know, my boobs are too small. I've got this, this pouch around my belly button that I can't get rid of. I'm, my thighs are too big. I hate my butt. So everything that I did in fitness was always an away from, an away from, an away from. So I always moved, I was always designing programs for myself that were moving me away from something. So they were based in fear. So a lot of them were based on, on, um, on, on doing the hardest possible thing. I was the kind of person that I was like, right, that's it. I'm going to lose weight. So I'm going to do two 60 minute sessions on the Stairmaster and I'm going to eat a thousand calories a day and I'm not going to have alcohol for the next six months. And I'm going to like get up every morning and flagellate myself for half an hour. Like not really, but it was, it was like this, 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 this coming from this feeling of abhorrence of this, of this perfectness that I was trying to achieve. And I was constantly moving away from something. And what I learned over the years was, well, one, self-love. I do an awful lot of personal work. I have a coach in America that I work with on all of my personal goals. And what I have realized is that when I'm moving towards something rather than away from something, the, it's a much sweeter path and it's a much more accepting path and I'm much more accepting of myself. And I, I realize that I don't have to kill myself in the process. So I think that many of us have this, right? I would say 80% of the population use shreds, uh, 12 week shreds, four week shreds, use bodybuilding programs as an away from because we feel empty or angry or fearful about who we are or who we've become and we want to move away from that. And so therefore, whenever we move into a program like this, that is intense, like I marketed this as the most intense fat loss program that exists on the planet, right? And I truly believe it is not the most intense probably ever, but certainly it is very intense and anyone who takes this on has to be just a little crazy, okay? You're just all a little crazy. Welcome to the crazy club. We are well stocked up here and you are welcome. So, you know, you just, you have to be a little crazy to take it on, but I think that um, it, it's not a killer of a program. I, I really took all of the learning that and all of the personal work that I've done and I've said, okay, how can I create a program that is both very, very, very tough, but that nurtures people at the same time? And I think in the last four weeks, Shred, whenever I designed it, I was I was still in the stage of um, 
I was still in the stage of self-flagellation. I was still in the stage of, you know, let's, 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 yes, let's strip all their foot away. Let's, let's teach them, you know, let's teach them the principles of hard work by just giving them a really tiny food list. And, and, you know, I was, because that's why I was with myself, because that's what I did to myself every time I shredded. I was like, if, if you're not suffering, you're not working hard enough. And then I realized through, through my, working with my, my coach, Mark Getty, at the minute, that actually, if you're suffering all, the whole way through, you're working too hard. Yes, there will be times when you will feel, it will feel hard and you'll feel exhausted and tired and you'll feel hungry and all of those things come up. But you do not need to suffer every single day for four weeks in order for this program or any program to work. And in fact, the softer and kinder you are with yourself while still doing the work, the better results you will get. And that's the key. A lot of people will say, oh yeah, self-love, self-love. It's so important to have self-love and nurture yourself and give your body whatever it needs. And I'm like, no, 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 none of that shit, okay? Don't give your body whatever it needs. Follow the plan, but don't make the plan so hard that it kills you and you fall off the wagon, right? You, you, it's, and you realize whenever you work this way, that actually being kinder to yourself gets far better results, far better results. It's, and, and, you, and whenever it's like, whenever you say you're on a diet and you can't have something, suddenly you want it. You're like, you're like, okay, I'm on a diet, I can't have chocolate. And you're like, chocolate, everywhere you go, all you see is chocolate. And before you never noticed chocolate, but now all you can see is chocolate because you've said to yourself, you're not like chocolate, right? And, and so I've tried in, in, in this program to, to, to make the, the food list, you know, much more appealing, to make the meals much more appealing, to eat five times a day so you're not starving. I structured it in a very, and I tested this on myself, by the way. I didn't like just th throw this out there. I've tested this program on myself like I do everything. And I realized through eating this way, through giving myself the refeed meals every week, through eating five times a day, it's like, it's like you're starving and then you eat and you're like, oh, it's great, I'm not hungry anymore. And then you're like, oh my God, I'm starving, but it's time to eat again. So you eat again. And then you're like, oh, okay, I'm not, okay, that's fine. I'm not hungry anymore. And then you're starving again, and then it's time to eat again. So I, I structured the food plan in such a way that every time you were hungry, it would be time for another meal. So you can get through the day. And yes, you are feeling, you know, a little hungry, a little hard, a little hard done by sometimes, tired and whatever, and all those feelings that you go through, but that it's manageable. So it should be hard but it should be manageable. Does that make sense? The only thing you have to get over is your feeling in the moment because once you've got over this cardio, it's done until the evening time. Once you've got over you know, this feeling of hunger, it's time for another meal. So I tried to structure it in such a way that it wasn't going to kill you, but it's still got absolutely epic results. But the main thing that we need to overcome is that, is that we need to suffer to get results. You truly, truly do not need to suffer to get results. And we really need to overcome this mindset as a nation and stop beating ourselves up, right? Stop, you know, this intense feeling of unworthiness, of I'm not good enough, of I need to beat myself into a better person. I think that as well, a lot of it stems from our, you know, how many of us were parented, which is, you know, there is, um, there is a morality is was a big thing we were taught. There is a right and a wrong way to do things. And there is a right and a wrong way to be. And whenever we performed the correct way, our parents rewarded us. And whenever we didn't perform the correct way, we were punished. And so we have this, this, this self-correction thing of, oh, I haven't been doing the right thing, which is I haven't been exercising and eating well and whatever. So I need to be punished. So we come at it from a, 
we come at it from a mindset and it's cultural conditioning, it's social conditioning, and it's based on the, re- the punishment and reward system that we were taught as children. There's a book I'm reading at the minute called uh, Radical Honesty by Brad Stanton, I think his name is, and it is insane. I would recommend it for anybody, Radical Honesty. It literally, it really breaks down how we're taught to lie as adults, how we're taught that we should only present our best foot forward, our best version of ourselves to the world, and then the other bad stuff, we should just hide and keep to ourselves. So we learn to lie because of this morality that we teach our kids. And you know me, I'm very into parenting and and, um, how we you know, how we parent our kids and stuff. And I think it's so important that, you know, we we really break down how we were parented and we re-examine that and we look at it and we say, you know, what is it I'm actually going for here? And would would it be such a bad thing if I didn't beat myself up today? Like what if, what if it actually, what if I can get results? And yes, it should be hard, but it shouldn't be painful. And I shouldn't feel like I'm being punished. And I should be able to enjoy good food and, you know, and exercise and feel the struggle of that, but not feel like I'm going to die or not feel like this is the hardest possible thing I've ever done. For some people listening to this, you may be, yeah, Kim, you're not making sense because actually this is the hardest thing certifiably that I've ever done. (laughs) And I'm like, I know we all have different levels of where we're coming from. Okay. Um, And I, I, you know, for some people, it will be the hardest thing you've ever done. For other people, it won't. Depends on your starting point, depends where you're coming from. But I think we really need to get over the mindset of you must die to get results. Resist the urge to change the program. Resist the urge to add extra cardio. Resist the urge to 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 beat yourself up because actually it hinders your results. One more story before I move on, but I think this was such an important one to um to address fully is that this year whenever I shredded for competition, um I I I didn't give myself sorry last year, last year when I shredded, I didn't give myself enough refeed days, right? Mark was saying to me, I decided that I was going to eat, I was going to exercise more and I was going to um have let and I wasn't I was going to eat more and exercise more. Okay. So, uh, and that went well, I I still got shredded for competition, but what I didn't do was give myself big refeed days. And Mark would say to me, you know, when was the last time you had a refeed? And I would say, oh yeah, I had a refeed on Saturday. He'd be like, well, what did you have? And I'd be like, well, yeah, I had, you know, like a piece of toast. And he's like, that's not a refeed, Kim. That's, you know, you need to refeed more. And I was like, no, no, it's fine. I'm, you know, I'm good. I'm, I'm, I'm making results and whatever. And I was good in the beginning without the refeeds and see whenever I got to the end, I suffered so badly and I didn't give myself enough refeeds, which meant that my metabolism downregulated, which meant that I found it harder to get the body fat off in the end. And I had to work insanely hard in order to get there. I learned a massive lesson. Every time I diet and every time I shred, I learned more and more and more lessons. And the lesson I learned this year was that if I had a really nailed, if I had, a, if I had gone eaten less food during the week and Um, really stuck to a lower calorie diet, I could have had a big refeed day on the weekend. In fact, I could have had two refeed days on the weekend. And I guarantee you my my, um, progress would have been just as good because I can stick to my diet easily during the week and I can be hungry during the week. But having that refeed day on the weekend to look forward to where you just relax and let it all go without any guilt, not only did it feel good in my body, but it actually got me epic results. So when I did a 10 week shred just recently for going to Australia, just before Christmas, I, I just, I stayed on my calories. So I I started on 1800 calories. I'd only dropped to 1400 calories. That was as low as I went for the last week. Um, and I gave myself like a one huge refeed day on the weekend, but quite often two refeed days in the weekend. And I dropped body fat faster than I have ever dropped it in my entire life. I was stage ready in 10 weeks stage ready. And normally I do a long, slow shred and I, I'll, I'll prep for a show for maybe 14 to 20 weeks. I was ready to stand on stage in, um, in only 
10 weeks with only doing one cardio session a day. When I prepped for the show last year, I started on two cardio sessions a day, like you guys have, but for a, a longer period of time, for like 14 weeks, I was doing I was doing two cardio sessions a day for 14 weeks, having no refeeds. I, in essence, I was working too hard. I was working too hard and it hindered my results. On the 10-week shred I did before Christmas, I only did one cardio session that started at 30 minutes and I built up to 60 minutes. I was only doing 60 minutes for the last two weeks, once a day. And I had two refeed meals on the weekend and my body, boom, dropped body fat like that. 10 weeks. It was insane. And it really taught me the value whenever I designed this shred then, which I did after my 10-week shred. I, it really taught me the value of, of well, what Mark has been teaching me all along, which is you don't need to work as hard as you think you need to work in order to get results. Yes, it is hard work, but you don't need to suffer unduly and you don't need to die or feel like you're going to die. And that is the one big takeaway that I want everybody to come away from in this program. I want you to come away and say, yes, that was the hardest thing I've ever done. I worked insanely hard, but at no point really did I actually feel like I was being tipped over the edge. And as soon as I did feel that way, it was time for a refeed day. And I felt amazing after my refeed day. And that bagel was so good. And that peanut butter was incredible. And oh my God, I couldn't eat all that rice. That feeling of fullness and satiation is so important for your physical and mental well-being. And that's why I wanted to put it into this program. And that's why I wanted to time the meals. You're not actually eating any, any more food than you have been on any other of my shreds. It's just that the food is very well timed for two reasons. To stop you, like I said, the first time, from um, feeling really hungry. So anytime you're hungry, it's ready to eat again. The second reason is to boost the metabolism. So you're not spacing your meals out over the day and going long periods between eating. You're boosting the metabolism and you're providing the body with fuel when it needs it, the carbs from the oats in the morning and protein all day. And, and so it's keeping the metabolism really high, which is keeping your body burning more fat. So I know this was a really long answer to your question, um, but I think it was really important to address. And I love that that question came in first, because I think that honestly, we just love to beat ourselves up and we just love to work too hard. And I'm all about, like, hopefully you've seen my answers in this group. You know, I'm all about, yeah, if that, if that works for you, yes, this is the best way, but you know what, if that works for you, you rock on, you know, you just, you, you know, absolutely. That's fine. That, that your, your burger's nine grams over what I recommend. No problem at all. Don't worry about it. Have two, you know, it's like, don't sweat the small stuff. Your protein powder doesn't meet the macros exactly it's not going to matter. You know, your, your burger is nine grams over in carbs and four grams over in fat. Totally fine. You know, you, you had two tablespoons of vegan mayo instead of one, one day, who cares? You know, it's what really matters is the consistency is that you try to be consistent, that you aim for consistency, not perfection because perfection does not exist. And perfection will not get you any better results. Consistency will get you better results perfection never, ever will. So it's something that you shouldn't strive for because it'll never, it'll never work. So um, thank you so much for the question. That was absolutely epic. Leanne Brandon is asking, I could not eat all of my refeed yesterday. It was too much. I'm probably in the 37% body fat range. Is that right? So here's the thing. It doesn't really matter what body fat range you're in. If you can't eat all of your food on refeed day, it really doesn't matter. It really is just a guideline, okay? So we say, two to 300 grams in refeed day. I designed the, the meal plan around 300 grams because two reasons why I did this, okay? The first one is um, I wanted to show you all that you can eat an enormous amount of carbs and not put on body fat. Like, hands up, how many people felt guilty after eating yesterday, right? How many people felt guilty after eating yesterday? I know this very well, okay? I used to have a refeed day and go, this can't be right. 
this can't be right. Oh my God. I can't like, I, I, I'm, and you, you looked down at your stomach. How many times did you like lift? Did you like lift your t-shirt and look at your stomach? Okay. I bet you have millions because you're probably like, surely you, it's almost like you can see the food seeping into your fat cells and you, and you get up in the morning and you expect to look in the mirror and be like a heifer, right? You're like, Oh my God, I must be at least like, Oh my God, like 20 pounds heavier tomorrow morning from all this food. You know, you just can't imagine how am I on a diet and eating 300 grams of carbs but not only that, the feeling of fullness triggers this fear in you. You go, oh my God, my stomach is full. And then you start to feel guilty. Oh my God, I feel guilty. My stomach is full because when I'm on a diet, surely I should be feeling hungry all the time. And I should be like starving all the time when I'm on a diet. And what is this feeling of fullness? Like, it's not right. It's not right. And then your body starts to panic, right? <laughs> it's like, it's so crazy, this shit that we do with ourselves. So we have to like reprogram our minds and go, okay, refeed day. She says 300 grams of carbs. There's like millions of carbs in here. I'm going to eat what I can. And then if you get to the point where you're like, okay, really? Like I can't eat anymore. Well, then that's fine. Just stop. You know, if you're full up and you feel satiated, that's fine. It's not important that you hit the 300 grams of carbs on refeed day. It's more important that you feel satiated and you feel full. But what I really want you to check in with on your next refeed day is, is it, do you have any feelings of guilt over eating the carbs, right? Is there something mentally stopping you from going there? Because you just have this feeling that you just need to hold back a little bit. I've been there. I understand it. You go, okay, I'm, I'm almost full and, and I'm, 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 I've passed the point of, of feeling, you know, because you have this, oh my God, it's refeed day. It's refeed day. And you're like, give me the carbs, give me the carbs, give me the carbs. And you start to eat the carbs and you start to fill up. And you're like, this is so good. And then once your tummy becomes like a little bit fuller, you start to go, hmm, and then the guilt starts to creep in. Maybe, maybe this isn't good. Maybe, maybe, maybe I shouldn't be feeling this full. Oh, do we really have to eat this many carbs? Oh my God, maybe, maybe she's made a mistake. And then you recheck the PDF. Maybe she's made a mistake. Let me say, just check it. No, no, definitely. Yeah, it definitely says 150 grams of rice. Definitely says 150 grams of quinoa. Okay, definitely a whole, a white bagel. Really? A white bagel? Hang on, let me just check she didn't mean a whole grain bagel because I've always heard that whole grain is better than white. And, and you start to question everything. Okay, no, definitely a white bagel. Definitely white rice. Oh my God, I've never had white rice in the program before. So you start to question everything and it's all triggered by this fear okay this feeling of fear in your stomach this feeling in your stomach triggers this fear maybe i got it wrong i feel too full this isn't right this is a diet surely i shouldn't feel satiated on a diet surely i should be suffering all the time it's crazy the shit that we put ourselves through you don't want to suffer right you're like i really don't want to suffer this is so hard i can't do this shred oh my god it's suffering so bad it's so hard and then suddenly you feel full and you go this isn't right i should be suffering i want to go back to the feeling of suffering at least the feeling of suffering is comfortable because suffering and dieting go hand in hand don't they right you're supposed to suffer when you're dieting so what is this shitty feeling that I have of feeling full and satiated and happy? Imagine feeling happy on a diet. Imagine on a shred, on the hardest, most intense shred in the world. Imagine feeling full, satiated, and happy. There's something not right. There's seriously something not right. This is fucked up. This shit is fucked up, right? Something not right. <laughs> Imagine living inside the head of a shredder. This is what goes on. This is what we understand. We're all athletes. We all go through the same process. But if you don't want to eat the food, if you're like, I'm done, I'm absolutely filled with the gills, I can't eat anymore, then you can just stop. It's fine. Okay. Totally fine. You can stop. But I want you to be honest with yourself. Are you really full or are you feeling guilty about feeling full? And so you want to stop yourself from feeling full because you think you're going to wake up 20 pounds heavier. Okay. So whenever you feel like you've had enough on refeed day, I just want you to check in with yourself, check in. Okay. Remember what Kim said? Is it that, you know, am I feeling guilty and feeling full? Am I genuinely full? And if you're genuinely full, you can stop. And if you're not genuinely full and you're like, no, no, I'm just feeling guilty, then pick up your fork and keep eating. Okay. And eat till you feel full and then lie there like a big fat pig on the couch, watching TV, enjoying the rest, enjoying not going to the gym that day. 
have a massage or a massage, as you guys call it in America, you know, like someone to rub your feet, you know, just chill out in your pajamas until it's time for your next cardio. But, you know, like really nurture yourself and be like, yeah, I'm just going to like, you know, just going to like give myself so much love today because I deserve it. And I've worked so hard. And that's what you should be feeling on refeed day. You should be feeling, damn, damn, I got this. Like, I'm, I'm, I can do this. Yes. Shocking the hell out of myself here. There's an athlete inside and who knew it? And here she comes every day showing up for herself. So um, just question whether you actually are full or whether you're just feeling guilty. And if you don't want to eat anymore, then you don't eat anymore. Completely up to you. Alex Mercer. Hey, Kim, after my refeed meal, your old refeed questions are coming up. After my refeed meal this week, I was still so hungry. Okay, so the other side of the equation, right? We have the other side of the equation now. I was still so hungry. I ate everything I was supposed to. Um, She says, I have been way hungrier on this shred than any of your previous programs. Is it normal to still not feel satisfied in this situation? So Alex, yes, it is normal as well. So sometimes on refeed day, uh, it depends how depleted I am. So let me let me tell you a story. So I, um, whenever I was doing a shred a couple of years ago, I remember I was I I was suffering so badly because my coach at the time um, believed that if you weren't suffering, you weren't working hard enough, right? So he had all of his athletes like suffer, suffer, suffer. I think this is where he was my first ever coach. So I think this is where I got the mindset from, and that's just because he, whenever he competed, he suffered so badly um, with hunger and depletion and whatever leading up to his shows, and he placed really well. He either won his shows or he came second or third. So he believed that the only way you could get shredded was to really suffer hard. So he had all of his athletes suffer really hard. So I remember being on the treadmill one morning and I remember like, I was like, oh my God, I can't, I can't do this. I'm exhausted. And I was like walking and doing my cardio and I messaged him and I, I expect, and I expected him to go, many of you have probably heard, heard me tell this story. And I messaged him going, and I, said, I don't know if I can go on. Like, I feel so shitty and I'm sorry for having a whinge, but I don't know who else I can talk to. I'm like a woman with PMT and like my kids hate me and my husband like is just like fed up with me. And I, I like, I just think about food all the time and I dream about food and I just, I look at food and I can't stop thinking about food. And I just don't know what else to do because I really, I'm like, feel like so seriously depleted and so like shitty and crappy about myself. And he messaged back and he was like, you know, he said the loveliest things and, and he was like so sweet and so lovely to me. And he said, go, he said, take the rest of the day off. Do not go to the gym. I was like, no, no, I need to go to the gym. He was like, no, do not go to the gym today. He said, take the day off. He said, go and spend the rest of the day with your family and go and eat. He said, you know, he said, go and have like a massive bowl of porridge and, you know, with loads of like peanut butter in it or almond butter and then go out for pizza and have a couple of beers and like a massive pizza. And I was like, um, and I was like, no, 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 I, I really. And he was like, do it. He said, I, I need you to go and do it. OK, you need to have a big refeed. I, like this was me in week, I think, 11 of my shred. And I hadn't had one single refeed meal. And I was like, are you sure? He was like, yes, I'm sure. Go do it. So I went, I was like, oh my God, oh my God, all the food, all the food. So I was like, had this enormous ball of oatmeal with like almond butter in it. And then I still wasn't hungry afterwards. So like I had a bagel afterwards and then I still wasn't hungry. So like an hour later, I took the kids out for pizza. We went for a vegan pizza. And then I was like, okay, I'm just going to have pizza. I'm not going to eat anymore. And then I was like, no, no, I'm still, still starving. I have to have more. And, and so then I, you know, I thought I would feel satiated. I thought if I just have a bowl of porridge, I'll feel full. I didn't. I thought, okay, I'll have a bagel afterwards. Still didn't feel full. Then I went out for pizza and I had a whole pizza and I was like, not going to have dessert. And I was like, oh my God, no, I'm going to have dessert. So I had a vegan chocolate brownie with vegan ice cream. This incredible uh, pizza place that we go to. And, and I was, I was like, oh my God, I'm still, I'm still not satisfied. And then I went home that night and I was like, I wonder, no, I can't eat anymore. And I was like, no, it was tomorrow. I'm back on diet. I have to eat more. So then I was like, okay, a bagel. So I like toasted a bagel. And then before I went to bed, I was like, I'm still hungry. And I had like two more pieces of toast. It was like, I couldn't fill myself. 
And it wasn't even that I thought, oh my God, I'm going to be back on diet tomorrow. It was more just my body was so depleted that it was just starving, absolutely starving. And it needed all the carbs. Okay. So what I would say, you know, in this instance is, you know, you've, you've, you have a decision here, right? This is only four weeks. This program is only four weeks. You do, you do have a decision, Alex, for yourself, okay? The decision is on refeed day, is it okay to, to eat more than the food that I have recommended? Yes, it is okay to eat more than the food I have recommended. But that doesn't mean go and have a pizza and have ice cream and have all these kinds of things. It's okay to eat more carbs, right? So if you want to eat more carbs, you can have more carbs. So if you're absolutely starving and you still don't feel satiated, eat another bagel, right? Or add another 100 grams of rice. What I, what I don't want you to do is stray off plan. Like if you still feel hungry and you don't feel satisfied, I don't want you to go, mm, I'm just going to have a big bowl of ice cream. Okay, that's not allowed. If if you, if you If you're still starving, and I, and I say to you, okay, go and have another 150 grams of rice. If you look at 150 grams of rice and you're like, mm, nah, you're not really starving, right? You're not really hungry. You just, because if you were hungry, you would be like, yes, give me the rice. Um, that means that you're just, you're, your body is now being triggered and it's like, give me the food, give me the food, give me the food. And it's just like your body's, your body just wants to refuel, refeed your body's, your, your body's starvation mechanism has been triggered in that your body is now going, hang on a wee second here. We recognize that you're doing a hell of a lot of exercise and you've decreased your calories. And if you go on like this, you are, you are, we're not going to be able to survive. So your body's going more food, more food, more food, more food. Like it's signaling for more food because it wants to, uh, it recognizes there you're, there's a period of, of um, deficit and it's trying to fill it up. This happened whenever we went away on, um, on, on vacation there recently to Australia my husband and I, we'd just come off a 10 week shred. It was hilarious. Like we got to Australia and we couldn't stop eating. We were like starving all the time. And I said to Ryan, every time I had breakfast, like I was still starving. And after I had mid morning snack, I was starving. Then I had lunch and I was still starving. I just ate and ate and ate and ate. And I was so hungry all the time. And he said he was too. I was like, I can't believe I'm still hungry. And I recognized that it was just my body there was food coming in and my body was going, great, give us more, give us more, give us more. My body just wanted to fill back up really quickly. So I wasn't really hungry. It was just my body signaling for more food in order to fill back up again. This is what happens after you come off a shred. When your body is depleted, it signals for more food. So luckily this time though, I've gone into a period of, of bulking. So I, I didn't, I was happy to eat all the food. I don't care about putting on body fat now. In fact, I've, I've literally lost every single shred of gain that I worked for in the last 10 weeks. So I'm gone. I'm back to where I was before I started, which is fine with me because I was, I was happy for that to happen. But it's funny after a week or 10 days, Ryan and I noticed probably after a week, it wasn't even 10 days, about seven days later, we stopped being starving. We just stopped. In fact, sometimes I would be like, yeah, I could take or leave breakfast. Whereas whenever we first got there, I was like, breakfast. Whereas it, we stopped being starving all the time. And I was able to go back after about seven days, I was able to go back into my normal eating pattern, which was oatmeal for breakfast, you know, usually tempeh for lunch or some you know, really good vegan protein with a massive salad on the side with roasted vegetables. And I had my post-workout protein and my healthy dinner. I, I'd stopped craving chips and chocolate and all the things that, um, that I, my body, all the, the high fat, high sugary foods that my body was craving. So if you're still hungry on refeed day, you can eat a little more, right? You can um, have a little more rice. You can add like an extra, you know, 100 grams of rice in. You can add an extra bagel, something like that. Or you can say, you know what? I'm just going to suck it up. I'm, I'm not going to be, and I, you know, I'm going to recognize my body's hungry, but I don't want to stray off plan. I'm going to stay on plan. Just depends on what you want to, you know, depends on what you do want to do and how invested are you in the results. If I was in a competition to win $10,000, I would probably just stick to the plan. That's, that's the honest to God's truth. But 
um, if I wasn't in the competition to win $10,000 and I was just in it to see what would happen and learn more about my body and about this whole shredding experience, I may add another bagel. Will your results suffer if you add another bagel? No, you won't even notice it. You won't. It's not. It's not like I can say if you add another bagel in Dweefy Day, you're gonna you're gonna have an extra three pounds at the end of this trip. Like it's it it doesn't work that way. Um, I'm just the kind of person who doesn't like to leave anything to chance. I don't want to get. I wouldn't want to get to the end of the four weeks and say, um, oh, if only I had of. You know, oh God, I wonder if I hadn't had those extra calories on refeed day. Would I have got better results? I would. I never want to be able to question myself, which is why when I have a plan, I stick to the plan because I don't want to ever say what if. But it's up to you. You may be happy with saying what if, and you may be like, you know what? Like, do I honestly believe in my professional opinion that having an extra bagel or an extra rice or whatever meat day is going to hinder your results? No, that is my professional opinion. It's not going to hinder your results. But it's up to you whether or not you're willing to take that chance. And um, if it were me and I was competing, would I take that chance? Probably not. As a professional and your coach advising you, I would say have another bagel. So I can't really, I can give you both sides, but I'm ultimately leaving it up to you to decide what to do. Okay. Uh, Debbie Ish here. Hi, Kim. I just wondered why apple cider vinegar doesn't feature in this shred when it was an important feature of the previous four weeks. Also, as far as I can see, all TPW, the Protein Works vegan protein powders, also contain sucralose. And you have advised to use ones without, although these are the ones you use and recommend for the shred. So I can see how that can be a little bit confusing, right? So let's let's break this down. So uh, first of all, apple cider vinegar. So apple cider vinegar does still feature very heavily in my diet. As you all know, I keep a bottle here on my desk beside me. Love apple cider vinegar. And I do believe in the benefits of apple cider vinegar. Um, and the only reason why I didn't include it in this shred is because in the last shred, um, everyone was was complaining that, uh, the, no, it wasn't complaining, the feedback that we got in the last shred was that um, the supplements were very expensive. And so people were saying, should I take this or should I not take this or, or whatever? And so for this program, I decided simply to cut down the supplements into the minimum recommended supplements that I would recommend for shredding. Um, as you can see, I didn't actually give, you know, in the last shred, I had very specific supplement schedule of take this, take this, take this, take this at these different times. And I found that the more restrictive I made the supplements, the more people um, complained. And also a lot of uh, on the apple cider vinegar on the last shred, the overwhelming majority of people find the apple cider vinegar very, very hard to take. And so they would say, you know, oh my God, can I mix it with water? Can I do this? With it? How can I take this? It's like, it's it's acidic. It's, it's hurting my throat. I, can't, I just can't do it. And so because the overwhelming feedback on the apple cider vinegar was negative, I decided not to put it in this shred. And to be honest, this shred program has actually been the most successful program that we have ever launched, apart from the 18-month sculpt and shred. Um, and the reason I believe it's the most successful, and I was just discussing this with my communications director, the reason why I believe the 18-month program and this program are the most successful is because it, they have literally been designed on feedback of thousands and thousands and thousands of people. And so we've been able to take what people liked and what they didn't like and, and what we see worked and what didn't work and create a very robust program and answer all of the questions that you guys might have. Like, as you can see in this program, we provide substitutions. You know, I, I give the breakdown of all of the things that I recommend in the meal plan and I give the macros and calories so you can find substitutions in your area. I give substitutions for all of the exercises in the gym. Like we, we literally tried to, to come up with what questions would come up from reading this program and we tried to make it as simple as possible. So do I believe that apple cider vinegar is very effective? Yes, it's fantastic. And if you want to take it, you rock on. But we didn't include it in the program simply because 
Um, it, we just wanted to keep it as simple as possible. And then the other part of your question was about sucralose. So here's the, here's the gem, right? I don't really like artificial sweeteners in general, um, but aspartame, in my personal opinion, is the one, the biggest one that should be avoided. Um, the, re the thing about sucralose and fructose and um, all those different ones, and even things like sorbitol and mannitol and xylitol, um, they are artificial sweeteners, but they're not in my opinion, um, bad for you in the way that aspartame is. So the uh, small amounts of sucralose are fine. The reason why I don't like sucralose or um, fructose um, in large quantities is because um, what happens is the reason why you don't gain body fat from artificial sweeteners is because your body will only turn into fat, that which is absorbed into the bloodstream. So whenever you eat food and it goes into your digestive system, it goes into the small intestine. Your body breaks down the food in the small intestine and absorbs it into the bloodstream. There is nothing absorbed into the bloodstream, well, not not as to use as food anyway, from the large intestine, okay? The large intestine is simply where your poop is made and it's pushed through. So anything that you eat goes into the small intestine. It's then broken down in the small intestine and absorbed into the bloodstream. Whenever... Um, Whenever it is absorbed in the bloodstream, it's then delivered to everywhere that needs to go, the muscles, the tissues, you know, feeds the body, whatever. And then anything that's left over goes into fat store. Artificial sweeteners are not um, able to be broken down by the body in the small intestine. Okay. The body cannot break them down in the small intestine. So they are, they are, they cannot be digested in there. So therefore they are passed through to the colon to ferment. So the, the, the bacteria in the colon, in order to break down the artificial sweeteners, has to, um, has to ferment them. So artificial sweeteners can cause gas. A lot of people don't know this. They think it's like, oh, it might be the protein, it might be the fiber, it might be whatever. A lot of people who are trying to lose body fat complain about being bloated. And then whenever I ask them, do they drink um, diet sodas or do they eat you know chewing gum or do they have you know artificial sweeteners and things they're like oh yeah because they're trying to lose body fat so they're always choosing low sugar options or no sugar options well unfortunately no sugar options cause an enormous amount of bloating because the, the bacteria in the large colon has to ferment them in order to break them down they cannot be digested and broken down in the small intestine they can only be digested and broken down in the large intestine and so what happens then is it causes gas and bloating so that is why i try to avoid artificial sweeteners as much as possible however it is virtually impossible to avoid them in protein powder unless you go for an unflavored protein powder and actually i have an unflavored protein powder from the protein works which i add to my oatmeal which is absolutely delicious and if you're here in the uk we have a thing called ready break i don't know whether you guys have it anywhere else in the world ready break is basically powdered oatmeal for kids oh my god it is absolutely gorgeous i love it and um it makes my oatmeal taste like ready break. So I love the unflavored ones. So that's why I say to avoid artificial sweeteners. I believe that the research shows that aspartame, it can be very, very bad for the body. I know there's a whole divided camp on this and I'm not going to get into it. A lot of people believe that aspartame is not harmful for the body. I personally, through my own research, have come to the conclusion that it's not something I'm willing to take the risk on. So I don't eat, I don't take any aspartame. It's, it's banned in my house. My kids are not allowed it in any way. Um, but it's also called aspartame. I think some people call it aspartame, which is actually the correct Latin term for it. But um, sucralose in small quantities is fine. If it's in your protein powder, it's fine. It's in my protein powder and I take it. I don't suffer from a lot of gas. My husband does whenever he takes protein powder. Oh my God, almighty. He is so gassy. And he's like, I don't know why I'm so gassy. It's like, it's the sucralose. It's, it's in 
that that's what happens. So that's one thing you just want to be aware of whenever you're having you're choosing no sugar or low sugar options is they do cause gas because of the reasons I've just explained. So um that's why and I hope that that helps to explain it a wee bit better but actually um I think it was one of our admins um just had put try well Lisa actually said to me that she had put it in the uh, shopping list whenever she was creating the the shopping list you know try to avoid ones with sucralose based on the reasons that I had always said but I, it's not something that I I preach about anymore I'm like okay if there's sucralose and in, in protein powders it's okay to take them so we don't put it in the programs anymore but Lisa didn't realize that so she was just acting on old information because I am prone to changing my mind all the time and confusing the hell out of everybody uh, because I'm not afraid of change people are like hang on a second you used to recommend this and now you don't recommend this and now it's this I'm like yep yeah, I got more data and I learned and this way is better so I've changed they're like you're so confusing <laughs> just keep up keep up okay keep up come on stay stay along stay along stay along for the ride Okay, uh, Yancy unequivocally. I'm pretty sure that's not your real name, but I think it's an epic Facebook name. <laughs> my fingers were swollen on refeed day. I couldn't even take my rings off. Just wondering why. I have been lifting heavy weights for one and a half years, and I drink at least my body weight of water every day. Um, this is my first time eating all plant based, but generally I ate healthy before, with loads of fruits, veggies, and meats, etc. So it's really easy to explain this one. Whenever you um, eat a lot of carbohydrates, your body draws, sucks water into the body and into the joints and tissues and holds onto water in order to break down and process the carbs. So basically, whenever your body is, um, Whenever you put a lot of carbs into your digestive system, your body needs to draw a lot of water into the digestive system in order to break down and flush the carbs through. So your body, whenever the carbs hit your digestive system, it triggers something to your brain for your body to go, oh, hang on a wee second here. There's a hell of a lot of carbs hitting our digestive system. We need to hold on to water. So your body will hold on to water and it will store it in your joints and in your fingers and in your legs and in your ankles and all of those places. So it'll it'll suck in all the water and um, in order to process the carbs. Sometimes if, if you're very, very, very depleted and you, you have a lot of water, uh, sorry, you have a lot of carbs, what your body will do, and it's a fine balance, your body will actually suck all the carbs in and the water into your muscle and pump you up and make your muscles huge. So not everybody experiences swelling, but I have experienced swelling after a big refeed day as well. Also, if your refeed day contains a lot of salt, you have to be very, very careful of your salt intake. So if you um, have a lot of salt whenever you are having a refeed day, your body will suck in and hold on to a huge amount of water. So make sure you're not having a lot of salty things on refeed day. That's very, very important. Don't add a lot of salt to your meals because it can make you blow out. Um, vitamin C is really good for flushing the body of water, of excess water. So I would recommend three to 4,000, up to 5,000 milligrams of vitamin C daily in order to help the body flush out if you are feeling that you're a little more swollen, especially on refeed day. You can increase your vitamin C to help to flush the extra water out. So it really does help. Okay. Meg Gorman, can weightlifting be broken into two sessions, half in the morning and the other half in the evening? No, it would be better if it wasn't, Meg, um, simply because you want to boost your body into a fat-burning mode whenever you're training in the gym. The gym workouts are not long. They're very short anyway. So you want to try and um, you want to just try and get them all done so that you're really fatiguing the muscle, you're really burning into the muscle, and you're really getting um, the, giving your body the best possible chance of burning fat and building muscle. If you're finding the gym sessions are too long and you need to shorten them, shorten your rest periods. So literally just as soon as your body feels recovered, go again. Like my husband and I got into the gym this morning. He had a meeting at 8 p.m., which he needed to be back for. And we got a full weight training session in, both of us going in 40 minutes. So it was like set, 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 set. I think it was 35 minutes, actually. We As soon as he finished a set, I did a set. He did a set, I did a set. 
my muscles were so fatigued. I still managed to lift my same weights, but my muscles were really, really fatigued and burning because of the short rest periods, which is great because it means that they'll grow. So shorten your rest periods. Don't split the weight training if you can help it into two sessions. Okay, Lori Selby. Um, Hi, Kim. It was really interesting last week when you mentioned about the thermogenic effect of food. As all last week, I was having what I can only be, what can only be described as hot flushes. And I was wondering if this was likely related or something that you've heard people experience. Definitely not menopause related. So I haven't heard of hot flushes um, with relation to you know, the thermogenic effect of food. So protein is very thermogenic, which means that it requires energy from the body in order to break down the protein. And um, whenever you eat, your body will process, your liver will process two pints of blood in the hour after you eat, whereas your liver usually only processes 60 mils, um, which is one pint of blood per hour. So that does raise the body's core temperature, but thermogenesis, whenever, you know, it, it occurs in the body, raises the body's core temperature, which doesn't necessarily relate to having hot flushes. But I know that sometimes during the day, um, I would feel like quite hot and I would sweat a lot and I would get like a hot flush or whatever, especially after cardio. Um, and, you know, and if I have cardio and then shower, like I'm so hot afterwards. And so it's, I think it just really depends, but you are doing a crazy amount of exercise that you're doing an hour in the morning, an hour at night, and then, you know, also training in the gym for an hour during the day. And also you are eating five times a day as well. So definitely the body is, is very thermogenic. Your, your metabolism is very high. Your body is burning a lot of calories. So um, that could just be something to do with it. Or you could just be very, very sensitive to, to changes, or you may just be a sensitive person in general, whereas you're, you may actually just be, you know, where I'm just going, oh, damn, I'm hot. You may be going, oh, wow, I'm having a hot flush. So, you know, it's your your perception of what's happening may be different to, to mine. I may get like what you're describing, but I just may not pin it as a hot flush, if that makes sense. So I wouldn't worry about it, though. It's not not something that I would worry about. I would see it as a good sign because the hotter you are, the higher your metabolism, the more fat your body is burning, which is exactly what you want on this four-week shred. So whatever's happening, I wouldn't I wouldn't worry about it at all. Uh, so guys that is all of the questions today thank you so much for checking in I just want to say thank you know well done for getting through this first week it has been absolutely incredible watching you all grow watching your journey I hope that you realize that once you get to the end of this you will be changed forever your knowledge will have changed forever your body will have changed forever you really truly will just be you know, have a whole new level of, of respect for yourself and what your body can do and a whole new level or um, a whole new toolkit that you can use going forward and carry forth into the rest of your life in order to get, you know, absolutely shredded. And also at the end of this four week um, program, well, not directly at the end, but in March, we're actually opening the 18 month sculpt and shred program. I wasn't planning on opening it until the end of the year, but I only open it once a year. And, and we opened it once last year, but we are going to open it again in March 2020 because I recognize that loads of you will, will want something to move into after this to continue on in your journey and to really, you know, like build that absolutely epic body. So I'm going to go and eat dinner with my family. Um, thank you so much for showing up. This was so epic. Loved every minute of chatting to you guys. And I will see you all next week. Take care. Bye bye. <laughs> 
So I hope that you enjoyed listening to that episode as much as I enjoyed recording it. You know, I have such a connection with every person who downloads a program from my website, whether it be a free program or a paid program, whether you're in my 18-month program or you've, you've only ever done a four-week shred or hell, maybe you never have even tried a program with me before. You know, I have such a, a feeling of love for my community and, and, and a real feeling that I want people to do well. That's what Mark, my trainer, always says to me. He says, you know, the thing I love about you, Kim, is that you want every to do well. And it's true. And I'm not like giving myself a rap here, you know, but it is true. Like I want everybody to do well. And I hope that, you know, that comes across in these Q and A's that I do. And I hope that you can feel that in these podcasts that I do. Like, I just want you to wake up every morning and look in the mirror and feel proud of what you see and of who you are and what you have become. And if I can help you in your journey in any small way to achieve your goals or feel better about yourself, you know, or just wake up in the morning and just feel, you know, a little bit better than you did yesterday, then truly that's all that matters to me. And I feel like my work here is done. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Don't forget to leave a review to win um, a program we haven't chosen for this month yet. This is January 2020. Um, don't know when you're listening to this, but we haven't yet chosen in January 2020. So don't forget to leave a review. Um, the winner could be you this month. And then I will see you next week for another episode of Strong and Sculpted. Thank you so much for listening. I value your time and attention more than you could ever know. So I'll speak to you next week and bye for now.